The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. Hey, the after show, the after show, the after show. The after show. You know, six minutes after the show right now, and I have not got one text or one phone call or something, so all is well. Or they're right? pissed. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they, they're reaching out to their lawyer. And and by the way, um, if you listen to the show, all the people that I mentioned on there uh, are advertisers, so um, hmm. it is what it is. Um, just it, reporting the news and how I feel, and that's this it. This is why... Uh, as much as I bust your balls, this is why I love you because <laughs> God, you with those boots cannot on, you're loving me, be bought, cannot be bought, you cannot not be bought, not for sale. It's awesome. Uh, so this week, don't you two see that you're in love with each other? This we, is how I was brought up, though. We see it, Just saying it, no matter what. Believe yeah. me, I've hung out with yeah. your mom for an extended yeah. period of time. That's it. You're going to hear it, <laughs> good, bad, and the ugly, or something. That's it. And Oops, you know what? Me. If I, if I'm not saying it. That means I don't care. I don't care to waste my time and even talk about it. I do care about this industry. She opened up. I had uh, meatballs and sauce cooking on the stove, and she had gone into your office to use the bathroom and came <laughs> out, and she said, wow, that smells really good. Sucks you put zucchini in it. There we go. <laughs> you know where I came from. <laughs> wow. It was awesome. Uh, so uh, we had this uh, gentleman, Everett, that we had referenced without using his name uh, that fell victim. He was a part of the care mm. package and he he is not 21 so he wrote in with the subject line of outstanding customer service hello from texas i've been a cigar smoker for one and a half years since i turned 18 i am now 19 i discovered the podcast after listening to two others completely through i started binge listening from episode six and now on my 148th episode oh god not including <laughs> after shows he's unemployed i work <laughs> i work nights at walmart oh my god he does so good i have plenty you. of time good for you when texas passed the tobacco 21 law i started listening to current episodes on december 16th i ordered the care package prime waiting in anticipation for it to be shipped it was a christmas present for my dad on December 27th, I received an email stating that my order had been canceled due to the federal law being passed. Two episodes ago, I heard the reference to the order of my care package being canceled, and I couldn't help but smile. Smile? Not because it was canceled. This guy reads your mind. Uh, but because that it proved that we, the customers, really are more than just a number on a spreadsheet. And Thank you all for your fabulous customer service. I will be ordering from two guys myself in another... One and a half years. And and we're going to love to see that. Do you want to see a smile on our faces one and a half years from when you place the order that's and, see it, and see it's your birthday? And uh, what, a, what a shame. I feel bad 
This is uh, this is not the way it's supposed to be in this country and taking away your rights because actually the 19-year-old actually had his rights taken away from him. That's he been had my it, problem with it. And then he took it away. You didn't even grandfather the kid in that he's there and you took it away from him. How can you do it? How do you? It's not How do you right. sleep at night? Yeah, it's not right. It's not right. And, and he is, you said, this guy, because he is a guy. He's not a child. No, he's a man. My God. All right. So sorry. And uh, very nice. Thank you for writing that. Uh, means a lot that you did that. Good. So we, uh, we had, uh, this has been overshadowed by uh, this week's events, but the FDA came out and made a statement saying that the premium cigar side of things is their lowest priority. And I saw everybody cheering and jumping up and down. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to do my due diligence and I started reading their report. It's all out there on uh, online. And I thought a couple of things were interesting in the, the title of the report is enforcement priorities for electronic nicotine delivery systems or ENDS and other deemed products on the market without pre-market authorization. So anything that came on after August 8, 2016, that has not applied and got substantial equivalents. Yeah. And, and yeah. Okay, good. So those, it, once the deadline hits, which is uh, they have to have all their stuff together by May, then the countdown starts. You got two years as a retailer to, to get, rid to of get, it. Rid, get rid of that product. Uh, <laughs> One thing that I found interesting is right at the very beginning, they put a little note that says the FDA's guidance documents, including this guidance, are, do not establish legally enforceable responsibilities. Instead, guidance describes the agency's current thinking on a topic and should be viewed only as recommendations unless specific regulatory or statutory requirements are cited. The use of the word should in agency guidance means that something is suggested or recommended but not required. You can't be jumping up and down all excited when they say right there, this doesn't mean anything. Well, we're going to write it. It actually doesn't mean anything. And even if they weren't going to actively enforce it, you could still get a ticket jaywalking, but the cops don't actively enforce it. But there is the guy out there that will write you the ticket. Yeah. So to say it's not a high priority, it's still a priority. Yeah, it's not a high priority when somebody shoots somebody or something, it becomes a high priority or something, but you still can't rob the bank unarmed, right? Correct. Armed robbery, higher priority than, than non-armed robbery, but it's, it's against the law, and that's all there is to it. And let me tell you, the policing that happens for smoking, say you smoke in a non-smoking place, you're going to have the consumer right. policing you. If you shoot heroin in the street, there's no policing that's going to go on. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to say boo to you. But if you lit up a cigar on the street where there's no smoking in there, they're going to actually police you. And the same thing's going to happen here because this is the evil weed. It's not marijuana. It's not drugs, whatever. People have a problem with tobacco. You made the law that says you can't smoke the, the, uh, a cigar somewhere. Believe me, it's going to be a problem. And when it comes to FDA... People are going to be uproaring because people love to hate on this product, all tobacco products. And back to what we were talking about in the show, listen, we went down because with FDA because of vape. That's why we went down. And 
that's beside the point that it did it. We went down, and there's nothing to applaud here. We lost. We lost, and you know what? We're never going to overturn it. That's it. They get, now it becomes the money grab. Now it, it's billions of the, many, many millions of dollars. What number did I end up saying? Was it 12 billion? No, but, but how much did we pay into FDA? I don't remember what that number was, but it was many, many millions of dollars. Was it 800 million? 800 million, yeah. maybe. Or 80 million? No, it was 800. I don't know. It was Saturday. It, I can't really yeah. remember. Well, so that was, it was seven minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> is hope all lost, or is the fact that in this document, the FDA acknowledges that premium cigars are, in fact, different than other tobacco products. That, they say it themselves. They're saying it, then then don't regulate it. Take it out of the thing, but, but they is didn't that do the, that. Is that. Is that potentially a foothold for us? Good luck. Boy, you got to be so wishing and hoping we, we, that's going to change. The time to do be, it was, was... Of course, it, not, we, we're not trying to Monday... I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback on this, but I'm saying there there's always a chance. And if you're going to spend your money on something, why not let the FDA point to what you should be doing, which is they're saying, we know that it's not the same thing. They're, they are they are actively through the whole document talking about how the flavoring agents are marketing toward children and in every part of the studies that they reference are all child use, high school kids using vapes and high school kids using the marijuana and, ones. And before it was, absolutely, before it was vape, when I would go and fight states and countrywide, it was it was blunts, it was blunt wrap, it was flavored things that were marketed to children or, or they felt like it was marketed to children. And the fact of the matter is, children were using that product and they were using it as a way to put marijuana in it. And I said, well, well, the problem is the marijuana. So they legalized it, the marijuana, but they still don't want you to use the chocolate blunt wrap or, or whatever it is, grape blunt wrap and all that stuff. And the vape people got into that immediately and people who were using marijuana with the vape and the flavoring and the aroma that ends up happening, have, having a different thing. And the bulk of that is actually not nicotine. It's drug-related also. Correct. Lead was known in the 20s to cause poisoning, and it was allowed to be added to gasoline for the next 50 years. Yeah. It wasn't until the 70s where and they paint. said- Paint. Paint and gas. They're putting lead in. They're poisoning people, and they're doing it because they put lead in gasoline because it, was, it made the lifters less loud. This is the reason. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of people die from lead poisoning because the they said, said uh, in one of the things I read, the likelihood of someone soaking their hands in gasoline while filling up a vehicle was unlikely. And that's what you'd have to have in order to get lead poisoning. Yeah, but loud lifters? That was the reason. No, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That's why it was put in I, there. I don't it like- quieted the lifters yeah. and lubricated the I don't the like engine. noise pollution. But it took it took fifty friggin' years to be able to outlaw lead in gasoline. Remember, you used to paint. eat the paint chips. Always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. do. Doesn't taste the same. It's very sweet. It's less sweet. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, without the lead, yeah. Yeah. You used to almost be able to bend it, the paint chip, because yeah. it had lead inside of it. I remember that in school. Yeah. You were able to bend, you bend it. Yep. Yeah. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I miss glue. It look and it looks it looks in what I'm what I've been reading. It it looks like the Trump administration is who's going after the flavors. 
that's who's pushing it. It's been going on for so many years. I got to say it's 20 years I've been hearing this. 20 years. So it's administrative after administrative. And, and speaking to governments and stuff, I would sit down like a regular person when I talk to people. I go, what is the problem? What, what are you trying to accomplish? And governors have said it to me and everything and says, you know, I go to the convenience store. They were never in cigar stores. Right. They fill up their gas at the gas station. They go into the convenience store and they see the pack of blunts, blunt wraps and um, grape blunts yeah. and all the things that were there. I remember when, when it first came out and there was chocolate and vanilla and all this stuff that came on, um, um, what was the brand? Um, Phillies? Philly Blunts, right? That was the first guy to end up doing it. Before that, it used to be Gossip Vegas in the in the glass tubes. Yeah. Well, because you could you could store your crack as well in the tube. Correct. That's when crack was the <laughs> thing. And I remember seeing cigars outside my cigar store, the cigars laying on the street that people came in and bought. Hmm. A three pack of Garcia Vega glass tubes, just to get the tubes, and threw the cigar on the thing, and I go, "What the hell's going on?" So we discontinued the right. ones in the glass tube because I said, "Oh my god, I didn't know this is going on." You didn't pick them up and smoke the cigars, no. right? No, okay. I wouldn't smoke them anyway. <laughs> and then it became uh, the the blunts, and then somebody, Phil Zangi, actually said, "Well, if they're taking the inside out anyway, let's just sell them just the wrap." And they did blunt wraps. Right. And th these are the facts, like it or not. And, and that became cigars. It has nothing to do with cigars. And this stopping, try, trying to stop vape, flavored vape and stuff, has nothing to do with cigars. And flavored cigars, if you take a high-end flavored cigar like um, Java, for instance, there's nobody hollowing out a java it doesn't work by the way you can't do right. it because it's a long fill product and using it for that purpose it's it's somebody getting in say i'm gonna have a cigar and my wife said i'm gonna have a cigar too maybe i'd give her a java and she'd tolerate it as, right. as opposed to not smoke smoke a cigar with me or not or maybe somebody starts and says okay let me try a java and then okay now let's go to a, you, you've seen I've it seen so it. many times um it's but, not. It's not good to give up that flavored segment in the on the premium end. It's not good at all. Who are you talking to? I don't want to give up anything. Of course, I fight to the death for every single one of these things, and I'd even fight for the blunt wrap because I think it's that person's right to do it, including the, the nineteen year old that you end up taking his rights away for, for no reason. He's an adult. All this stuff is uh, is not good. But I know one thing: separating ourselves and breaking up into segments is not going to make us stronger. You have an army out there fighting and you're curbing some of these things to a bit or holding them back and you say, okay, let's break up. They're going to roll right over us. That's what's going to end up happening. And these big companies got together and said, you know what, let's break it up. So what, what's going to happen at the, at the end of this thing? A lot of people are going to go down and then they have enough money to be able to suck it up through it and they'll be able to survive like Philip Morris did and ended up saying, okay, cigarettes are bad for us, and this, 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 and there's no more advertising. Philip Morris started this in the 70s and said, outlaw us from advertising, because Marlboro Cigarettes was the number one cigarette in the country at that point. It used to change every five to seven years who was on top. They stopped any advertising or promotion to happen, and they're still number one now, 50 years later. They knew exactly what they were doing. And I'm afraid to say that maybe some of that's happening on this side to say, okay, it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt the whole industry, but we'll be able to come out 
will be the only ones left. Do you want to be the dinosaur of it? Well, you're a big conglomerate. You're a big corporation. What was the one that um, the IPCPR mentioning on there? Family-owned and operated manufacturing. They said it on their press release yeah. over and over again. Family-owned, I'm saying, what are they trying to say here? They're trying to say, not these big corporations, we're not right. behind them. So you got to read between the lines of, the, or this is what I did anyway. So this is my argument of, here's the IPCPR saying, no, we're going to back the family-owned small company. We're not going to back these big conglomerates. And the big conglomerates are saying, okay, we're going to pull out because we want to be the last guy standing. We want direct-to-consumer, and we want nobody else to be able to get through and willing, possibly, to even shut down the manufacturing they do for some of these little guys if they will not join them. You can join them, but you're going down eventually, but you'll go down eventually after. Right. So that's how it looks to me. Um you were in the chat box while this was going on? Were people beating me up? No, it? everybody was uh, in agreement with you. There was not one negative thing. There were retailers chiming in. How about, uh, how about manufacturers? Manufacturers were quiet, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that, you know, there's a few ways to play it. You can fight back. You can say nothing. Yeah. Or you can jump on board with what's being said. And, you know... You know, these are these are people I know and I like that, yeah. that work for these companies and stuff. And, you know... Saying nothing is, you know, geez, I know he's right. right. I work for this company. I can't say anything. Yeah. So maybe yep. I'm not going to say I mean, it. a lot of the manufacturers and, and the, the people associated with the manufacturers, they'll pop in for 10 minutes, pop out. They were on for the entire yeah, yeah. two hours. Yeah. Now, you take somebody like Altatus. Yep. Altatus is going to be sold this year. Yep. They're not going to the trade show. They weren't going to the trade show anyway. Maybe somebody else under that name, right. but they were not going. And why should they pay when they're not going to go anyway? Pay in advance yep. for something in, in July that's going to – they're out in – you know, you're not going to pay your July rent when you're going to sell your company in May, yes. right? So that's, that's a non-negotiable – it doesn't wouldn't matter. wouldn't it make sense if the, those other three are out that it, it wouldn't be them that would be making the purchase? If someone's buying Altadas, it isn't Davidoff. They're out. They're yeah. They're not. It's going to be. Right. It's somebody I, that's still going. You know what? Those three guys are out. They're not. They're out. I would say out. that they're not on the because on the list. They, because whoever is going to be the one that buys it is going to be at the trade show with a big smile on their face, and they're the new mm -hmm. leader of cigars in the United States or maybe the world mm -hmm. at that point. That person is going to be the star of the show. No doubt about it, and they will be there. Now, Davidoff now, going are gonna, along. Are you going to predict that on your prediction show? I am not. I'm going to say right. the key now. I can't. All, all that booth space just opened up. Who's going to add to their booth size? There now, was. A, they there, become a player now in the purchase because they need that extra room to display yes, the product. So we look at that. We can probably have a, a, a good guess of mm -hmm. what that's going to be. Uh, or maybe somebody that wasn't in the cigar industry in the U.S. that mm. comes aboard, and now they need a big space, yep. and they have a good, giant, big space. Doesn't yeah, I'll it, take the Altada Doesn't spot. it seem like either uh, Swisher or STG would be interested in Davidoff, and this is why Davidoff came along? They're going to buy well, it? Well, that's another thing, and when we get to the prediction show, one of the predictions is going to be that hmm. Davidoff's going to somebody. It's got to be one of those two. <laughs> besides direct-to-consumer... And they're not nowhere near the other two as far right. as direct-to-consumer. And they don't have the flavored thing. Yes, they do have the uh, little cigars and, and, and to that sort. But 
one of these things doesn't is not right. like the other is Davidoff to a certain right. degree. How, how do they compare size wise? Just size of the company. They're big. Davidoff's big. It's a worldwide company. Yeah. Um, you know, you take China for instance, which is a giant market. Right. There's only two mm. Habanos and Davidoff. The only two in all of China. Mm. Um, if Davidoff ever did flavored cigars, they would do something high end like Davidoff truffles. Davidoff owns. <laughs> Davidoff <laughs> owns heaven. He's so proud you know of that, himself. right? They bought heavenly cigars. Do yes, you remember that? I remember that. Oh, they still own it. it. It is grandfathered in. They still own it. They don't use it, but I'm sure they put it through FDA grandfathered in, and it was every flavor and every kind of thing. They had made many different sizes and had many different things of it. Uh, actually, assuming the flavors don't go away, and it looks like they are, um, they got a good good product with a lot of different things on it. And if I remember... Heavenly flavored cigars had names like, um, you know, not cherry and stuff. They called it Coca Loco or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was there was names and things like that, which is uh, good stuff. I mean, if, if they end up having a flavored, the government wants the flavored cigars to go away. They don't want the flavored vodka to go away, but they want flavored tobacco to go away, and that's because of the vape. But it is what it is. And therefore, the flavored stuff is going to be pushed out is going to be my guess. I hope it doesn't happen, but if it ends up doing it, um, those companies that are there are going to lose millions and yes. maybe billions of dollars, billions. And I don't want to see that happen to them either. But that's what it looks like. And, and, the and it's also not just the bigger companies. You know, we alluded to the story a few weeks ago, and we'll have him back, but Nestor, his rise and his fall. Oh, of and course. His rise, and his rise again. That's their biggest, they right? They lose flavor. They lose their biggest Tatiana. selling product, Tatiana. Yeah, which and is a premium cigar, and it's not mm -hmm. like the others at all. It's not the ones that, are, that they're doing this uh, blunt wrap and mm -hmm. stuff with. It's a long fill premium. Tatiana's long filled? Uh, some of the sizes. Yeah. Um. No, I, I hate to see it, and I say we fight for everything and not uh, uh, segregate ourselves and make ourselves smaller, but um, it's almost to the point where they're going to do this to flavored cigars, and we can't take our whole war chest. You know, maybe you say, okay, we're going to take 20% and put it towards that, but uh, they want it all. They want a seat at the table, and they want to direct it like they did CAA, now they're on the receiving side. When I was on there, I was them, and they wouldn't do what I said. Now they're on my receiving, and you know what? I got my ball, and I left, and that's what they just did, too. So I, I can't fault them for it, of what they're doing, but I'm telling you, it didn't matter when little me did it. This one is going to really disrupt it and actually hurt them, and I didn't leave the trade show to hurt them. I did it and said, okay, I'm not going to go because I can't get anything accomplished and it's it not going to work. A waste of time. It, yeah, it's going to waste my time and, I, and I'm going to do it. Dude, I never do these things to try to hurt anybody. I think they did it to hurt them. Yes. For a group of people like that to get together and do that, that's what they did. Shame on you. Uh, rethink it and maybe uh, get a little booth and show presence and show solidarity and get united, right? Get that's united. it. Okay, the meatball is Thursday. We're going to report back on Saturday. And we got Michael Capellini from Toscano Cigars going to join us. And we'll tell you all about who won the meatball. And uh, let's try to save five meatballs for him so we can see what we can do there. We'll have a, a, a professional. You guys uh, can uh, stick the lid end in your mouth if you want. Why not? You might okay. like it. Okay, see ya.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.